Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining us today. Today's message is called The Lamp, and it looks at how God's Word is a lamp in our life. This message was given by Pastor Nick Davies during our Wednesday evening prayer service on October 7th, 2020. Our Wednesday evening prayer services are a great way to spend time in God's Word and in prayer for one another. If you have any requests you would like us to pray for, we would encourage you to come out at 645 each Wednesday. Our other services are Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Sunday at 7 p.m. If you have not yet subscribed, please do. And when you do, you will receive a notification each time we post a new message. You will always be up to date. We hope this encourages you in your relationship with Christ. And if it does, we would love to connect with you in person sometime. But for now, grab your Bible, open your ears, and let's get into it. Last week, we looked at how Scripture is a sword that pierces us and convicts us and is not just our defense, but our offense to the world. Talk about how God wielded the sword in our lives, as well as how we wield that sword uh, in our own lives and towards others. Uh, the sword of the Spirit that is wielded by our Savior is also wielded by us to the world around us. Tonight we're going to be looking at another way in which Scripture works in our life. Again, wielded by our Savior and wielded by us. Except this isn't something that's really necessarily uh, tangible. I want you to imagine this candle is God's Word. Linda, if you could hit the lights. Imagine this candle for a moment as God's Word. God speaks, and there's power in it. Can you guys see that all right? Yeah. It's a little light, but if this room were absolutely pitch black, that light would guide our way. Amen. Now, this candle is eventually going to fade. It's eventually going to go out. And so eventually this analogy fails, but God's Word is everlasting. 1 Peter 1, 24-25 says, For all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. Amen. But here's something vitally important. This light, if used the way it is intended to be used, is helpful for lighting my path. Just like God's Word, when used in context, the way that God intended it to be, it will help light our path with the Spirit's help in us to determine what is right and wrong and lead us towards godliness. Psalm 119.105, which is going to be our main passage for this evening, says, The Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 2 Timothy 3.16-17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me remind you, if this fire were to get out of the context of the shell that it is in, where it is supposed to be, if it was used improperly, could cause destruction. Amen. Just like if God's Word is used out of context, it could cause destruction in our lives and the lives of the people in this world. But I want to further illustrate to you that if you take God's Word and it consumes you. If 
you remember when we had our uh, candlelight service this year? You tilt the candle that's not lit. That's what I just did. Keeping fire in the context it needs to be in. If you take the God's word and it consumes you, you become one that bears the light of his word to the world around you. So you too, now the second candle, representing you, become a light to this world, bearing his world word to the darkest corners of the world that we are in. And through you, his word is spread as a light. And now you and I have the responsibility of casting that light out to those dark corners. Why should we ever hide it? Why should we ever keep it to ourselves? We certainly treasure up God's word and our hearts, but we don't keep it there forever. We share it. We share it to people that don't know about it. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. God's word is a light. Linda, you can hit the lights again. Turn with me to Psalm 119.105, and let's reread that main passage for this evening. This is probably a familiar verse to many of you. Um, there's a lot in Psalm 119, uh, but it's a very, very valuable, very valuable uh, passage of Scripture. But I want to focus in on this one particular verse. 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Again, like I said, this is a pretty well-known passage. Uh, I have a hard time not singing the song that was written from this particular passage. I'm not going to sing it tonight. You guys, no. You guys don't need to hear me sing yet. Maybe one day. Um, but uh, I have a hard time not singing it whenever I read it. It carries a tune in my heart. It has all day. I've thought about this as I knew I was going to be speaking on it tonight. Um, but I want to talk about that, the lamp in this. The kind of lamp that is envisioned in this passage is a small clay lamp with a single wick. A bit bigger than these tea lights, yet still just a small lamp. Um, imagine for a moment the psalmist envisioning this small clay, single wick lamp as they wrote it. Personal use, yet extremely valuable to the one holding it. Now, there were no street lights when they went down the road at the time that this was written. Uh, there was no cars with headlights to light their way or buildings casting light across the road. And the place in which the psalmist walked was dark. Paths in need of being lit by one holding a small, clay, single-wick lamp. The psalmist envisions this life as a journey at night with need for a light. In the midst of this dark and sinful world, however, there is a light. And that light, as it says, is God's Word. So the psalmist, envisioning this, picks it up and starts walking. The small, clay, personal single wick lamp. His paths illuminated to keep him from stumbling or straying from the path of righteousness. To deviate is treacherous. In fact, to walk a path that is not righteous leads to death. 
Proverbs 12, 28 says, In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death. But we know contrary to paths of righteousness certainly is death. And so the weight of God's Word, this book, not just a book, grows in value when you know what's at stake. When you know the other option is not life, but death. And so, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path is not just a nice quip. It is not just a suggestion. It is necessary for our survival to have His Word as our lamp. Now there's a couple things, a couple ways that God's Word is a light to us as He um, wields the light in our life. First of all, salvation. God's Word brings life and light to us. I want to really quickly share with you the bare-bones basics of the Gospel. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is a God who spoke into existence all that there was, all that there is. He's in control. He made it. He knows what's best for it. And He made it perfect. Mankind sinned. And to this day, everyone still sins. If you are a sinner, which we just said, all of us are, you and I deserve death, the penalty for sin. But God, who is rich in mercy, gave us Jesus to be the propitiation of our sins, and then He was raised for our justification. And so now, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, there is expected fruit from your conversion, but your salvation is by faith alone. That's the gospel. What I just shared is not my own words. I didn't just make that up. It wasn't just a, man, that's a feel-good kind of thing. No, there is an address in Scripture for every statement I just made. So communicating God's Word brings life to those who hear it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. He made it perfect. 131. Mankind sinned. Genesis 3. To this day, everyone sins. Romans 3.23. Sinning is deserving of death. 620, Romans 6.23. Jesus was given as a propitiation for our sins. Romans 3.25. And was raised for our justification. 4.25. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. You will be saved. Romans 10.9. And it goes on. For every statement I made there, there was Scripture behind it. It wasn't just my words. And there's life in those words. For me to share it, for me to share that life and light with somebody, I need to know it. I need to read it. I wouldn't know those things. I wouldn't know the Gospel. One, if it hadn't been shared with me. Two, if I hadn't read it for myself. Romans 10.17, it's evidenced right here where it says, turn with me real quick to that. This is a pretty important passage. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You and I know the gospel because someone shared the gospel with us. We know the story of Jesus because someone was bold enough 
to share His Word with us. And now we have that light living in us. You and I can read the Gospel because they were obedient servants of Christ that God used to pin it down throughout history, starting in Genesis, finishing up in Revelation. 2 Peter 1.21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Obedient servants of God wrote down His words to us so that we would have light in this world of darkness. So to bring it back to the comparison of a light that the psalmist uses in Psalm 119.105, we need this light so we can see Jesus. And once we have the Word in our life, it points us to the right path of living. Which leads us to the second thing. First was salvation, and second way God uses the light of the Word in our life is to bring about obedience. On our mind, you have two passages. As we think about Psalm 119.105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This path is not necessarily an easy path. Amen. It's not perfect. Now, the way, Jesus, is certainly perfect. But as we journey in this life, there are a lot of distractions that pull us into the darkness. Matthew 7.14 says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. John 14.6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, for you and I to find this narrow way, we need God's Word to light our path to find it in the darkness. Again, the second thing is obedience. The Word, the Scriptures are important because they are not just words. These are words of the Creator God. They are perfect representations of Him, what He has wanted to communicate to us throughout history of Himself. Turn with me real quick to 1 John 1. Yes, actually 1 John this time, not John 1. 1 John 1, verse 5 through 7. It goes right along with what we've been talking about this evening. It says, Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. We do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleaneth us from all sins. God's word as a light is our example of how to live. God's word is a light because he is light. This book gets its value from the one that pinned it down, the Creator, because it is a representation of Him. Amen. If we want to be like Him, we need to know Him. And what better way to know Him than to read about Him? That's why 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 is so vitally important. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And because it is given by inspiration of God, because it is from Him, it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. These words are not just a textbook. 
These words are life. These words give us life. And they are so because they reveal to us God's character. Now the third thing to take away from this evening is that not only does God wield this light, but as I talked about in the illustration with the candles, we too bear this light of God's word to other people. As we soak up God's word and the new life in us grows, we in turn become bearers of God's word to the darkness. We are ambassadors in this world, right? We are called to go out from here and to preach the gospel in all nations, both individually and corporately. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 is a familiar passage probably to many of you. It says this, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We are a city, a church, built with purpose for the whole world to see. You don't build your city or your house up on a hill to hide it. Think about uh, warfare. If you wanted to hide from somebody, you would go find a cave and hide in a cave. You're not going to put yourself out in the open. But God says that he has built his church, you and I, to be an example, to be seen by all, not to be hidden. So the light that he has put within us to shine into the darkness of this world, why, why would we hide it? We're not to hide our individual light either. God commands us to shine. And our light, let me remind you, is fueled by the reading of God's word. It is fueled by getting into his word. And so as we read it and know it, we share it with those that are living in the darkness. Sadly, some hear the word and they see the path that is illuminated by that, and they choose to walk in darkness rather than light. But we press on, bearing the good news to the whole world while growing and learning from it ourselves, hoping that God is working, knowing that God is working, and seeing our light be passed on to somebody else. So day by day, as the psalmist emerges to journey through the darkness of this world, he picks up his lamp and he presses on. He walks the narrow path of righteousness. My encouragement for you today is to pick up the lamp and let it guide your path. Because this world is dark. Amen. It doesn't, you don't even have to watch the news to know that the world is dark. You have to walk down the street. You have to pick up your phone and see a news article to know that this world is dark. And without the lamp of God's word, we cannot discern what is godly or not godly. We're not going to be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, because we're not even going to know anything about our Savior. So we have to pick it up and read it to know. We have to pick it up and read it so that we can walk through this life. We need it for our guidance, for our wisdom and obedience. Don't be like the one that Jesus speaks of in John 3, 19, where he says, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Fuel the lamp of your heart with God's word, if you are already a child of him, so that you may light up someone else's darkness with the gospel. Amen. And if you are here and you don't know Jesus, or you're listening to us on a podcast and you don't know Jesus, 
You can trust me, these words are not just words. They're powerful, they're true, and they're going to change your life if you let them. If you stop for a moment and just read his word, they're going to change your life. Take a moment tonight to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, has God's word really lit up your life? Are you walking the path that is illuminated by his word? Or are you walking just the way you want to walk? I know it's convicting for me, and I know certainly more and more all of us could get into his word as the day draws near. So let's close in a word of prayer, and we'll get into our prayer time tonight. Lord God, thank you for, um, thank you for sending your word. Lord, thank you for um, those who are obedient to you that you use to pin it down so that we might have it here today to study you and what you want from us, Lord, and the way you want us to live. Lord, we have this incredible book. We have this incredible word from you, and yet so many times it sits on the shelf. Lord, I, I know I'm guilty of that. Lord, please just convict us to pick it up more. Lord, guide us to your truth so that we might know you, and as we learn to know you and learn to grow in you and become more like your son Jesus. May we share that light with those who don't know it. Lord, may we be a light in the darkness, a city that cannot be hidden. Lord, may there be no doubt that there is something different about Memorial Heights Baptist Church and the people here. Lord, let people know that we love you. We love your word. And we love what you have to say to us. Lord, be with this time tonight. Let all we say and do be honored to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all for today. I hope this has made a positive impact on your relationship with Jesus. If it has, please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen on and share it with a friend so others might be encouraged as well. If you have never accepted Christ as your Savior and would like to know how, give one of our pastors a call at 301-724-5876. We would love nothing more than to hear from you. We hope to see you soon, and until next time, stay faithful.